You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome back to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. As I mentioned on Twitter and my last episode, I would be taking the podcast on the road up to Purdue and West Lafayette. I had the uh, privilege of heading up there on Monday and recording a handful of episodes. The first one I'd like to share with you, I had the opportunity and honor to sit down with President Mitch Daniels again. This is our first interview since one of my early episodes back in early June. A lot has happened since then, so we had the chance to catch up and talk about all the exciting things happening on campus since then. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, President Daniels, welcome back to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. It's an honor to have you back on. How are you doing today? Uh, fine so far. Thanks for having me. That's great. Uh, hey, it's a great Monday. It's a uh, Monday following homecoming and a big win for the football team. So everybody's got to be in a good mood on campus today, right? I don't know how, when we've had a, a better uh, homecoming, better uh, uh, how we could have had a better culmination of our 150th uh, birthday celebration, which ran uh, as you know, for a year, from homecoming to homecoming. But uh, it ended on, on a perfect note with a lot of great events last week. Condi Rice was here, Dr. Alan Stern, uh, something of a legend in the space community, was here. 13 astronauts were here. Um, a lot of, uh, of great uh, uh, festivities and, of course, a big win under perfect weather. So how you ask for more now? Right. And as you kind of mentioned and we talked about, this whole 150 Great Leaps uh, was a year, kind of a year celebration. Talk about some of the highlights of speakers and events over the past year. It took a, uh, really too long for me to realize, but the, uh, we scrambled and got it put together in plenty of time to realize that the best way to honor our past was to look forward. And so, of course, we um, updated our, uh, our um, uh, official history a book. We did, of course, celebrate a lot of the great things that have happened, like our astronauts. But um, for a year, we had a, um, a tremendous series in what we called an ideas festival of speakers and programs here on the campus looking ahead, and especially looking ahead in areas that Purdue uh, is a leader in. Um, uh, air, uh, air, uh, information technology, artificial intelligence, and uh, all of that. Life sciences and longevity, asking questions like, what will society look like if uh, everyone, if, if, if more and more people live to uh, what we today consider impossible ages? Uh, clearly, we had a lot of programs around uh, aeronautics, around space, where Purdue is the unquestioned. Uh, leader among American universities. And um, I think that the uh, uh, it, it sort of built to a crescendo, especially the last uh, uh, couple months, just a, a steady parade of, of big thinkers to meet with our students, with our faculty, and with the broader Purdue family. We had 6,000 people here for Condi Rice, for mm -hmm. instance. Uh, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, also filled Elliott Hall. It's hard to fill mm -hmm. Elliott Hall. It's as big as Carnegie Hall, yeah. but we did it several times this year. And you, you mentioned your old friend Condoleezza Rice. How exciting was that for you, especially personally, to be able to bring her back or bring her to campus? No, I was very pleased to do it. She's one of the great Americans of uh, of our era, and um, 
someone I've known, of course, but admired uh, for a long, long time. And when we first began conceptualizing an ideas festival, and I sat down and scribbled out a list of people it'd be great to have if we could get them, Gandhi was right near the mm -hmm. top. And one of the other highlights, if not the biggest, was the astronaut reunion this past weekend. Talk about that. Well, nobody can do it like we can. 25 astronauts, of whom uh, um, most, of course, are still uh, with us. And um, we've done them before, about at five-year intervals, but this was a perfect time for the next one. I think, uh, first of all, they had a great time. Secondly, I know our students and others who met them, they're, they're so giving of their time. They went out into local high schools uh, on their first day, all over campus. Um, uh, they're, uh, for people who have done what they have, uh, climbed really one of the steepest pyramids you can imagine. Thousands and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands dream about it, thousands apply, only a handful actually um, make it to that pinnacle and, and, um, and yet they are very unassuming. One of my favorite moments, our good friend Drew Foistel, um, uh, we uh, uh, conferred his honorary doctorate while he was on the space station and okay, Scott yeah. Tingle, another boilermaker, put the hood on <laughs> him. Uh, some of your listeners may actually remember this, it went as you say viral and uh, was, a, was a great deal of fun. But Drew, Drew was uh, telling me over the weekend, he said it, uh, he'd never been that nervous. <laughs> you know, he, he, it was nothing for him to sit on top of a rocket and blast into space, you know, float into the, the space station and live up there under those conditions. He said he, that, that's uh, uh, something he can handle easily. He said, but when the time came to get that, uh, di that degree, that diploma and that hood put on, he said he was really sweating bullets. And, uh, but it, uh, it came off beautifully, yeah. thanks to him and Scott. And that was live streamed during a, a graduation. It was it? in uh, yeah, it was in the eighteen graduation. When yeah. I uh, there's a very careful process. We only give one, maybe two honorary doctorates in a given year. And uh, when he had been uh, when that process had identified him, it was actually the previous year. And I called him up as I have to, because you have to be present to win, in the old saying. And uh, he said, oh, he was so honored. He said, but I can't be there. I'll be in Kazakhstan training for next year's uh, flight to the space station. So I said, uh, hold that thought. There's, I don't want to let go of this idea. And then I came up with this notion. What if we could do it uh, live in the ceremony as it needs to be, but uh, remote in that way? And it, uh, happily, it all worked. The technology yeah. worked. And uh, the other thing I learned uh, at, at the dinner I had with those folks on Thursday night was at the end of that little ceremony, the highlight really was he and Scott detached their boots from under a uh, shelf they were, that was holding them down and floated up out of the screen, <laughs> uh, which uh, to the delight of the audience and everybody who saw it uh, later on television. And it turned out they just thought of that in the last moments while they were waiting for the uh, link to open up. But as improvisations go, that was a pretty good one. That was pretty cool watching. And the football team with the... the um recognize them with the space uniforms this mm -hmm. weekend. How, those are pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Of course, I never trust my judgment on things like that. So I, 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 I must have asked two or three hundred students, uh, couldn't find one who didn't love those yeah. uniforms. 
and apparently the team did too. About the third quarter, as we were taking control of the game, I said to whoever I was around, I said, you know, I uh, better wear them the rest of yeah. the year. <laughs> no kidding. And don't even wash them. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> don't play that well in them. Uh, no, it got a lot of national attention too. That was really cool. I, I love them. Um, want to talk about a couple themes we uh, talked about last time I had you on, and that's the continued growth and innovation here on campus. As you know, I parked and walked over here to Hubby Hall. I'm just amazed at how much has happened just since the last time I, since the last time I've been on campus. Mm -hmm. Talk about the importance of continuing to build and grow. Uh, well, we are growing. Purdue's bigger than it's ever been. More undergrads and more graduate students. The quality of those students is higher than it's ever been, even though there are more of them. And um, so a big question, maybe the big question for us is, what's the right size? At some point, is, is, uh, is it too, are we too big? Or, and you don't want to build things beyond your long-term need. Very conscious of that. Uh, but um, we have built for growth. Um, our, our priorities are overwhelmingly on academic facilities. So uh, where we can, we repair what we have where we've just grown too much. We have a brand new uh, uh, science and technology building, lab building about to open. We were bursting at the seams. Um, Purdue is more, uh, you know, STEM as they call it, uh, science, technology, engineering, math. We're more concentrated there than almost any school in the country. And so uh, we, we needed the finest modern, most modern labs and so forth. Um, the other thing, we're, however, uh, in addition to accommodating our academic growth, is we're trying to do smart things that create a, a more attractive place, not just on but around the campus, so that we can draw here the finest minds, the greatest faculty, the best students, uh, and, and also uh, new businesses. And that's working pretty well so far. So a lot of the new look that you've seen is uh, triggered by our State Street project, 50-50 with the city of West Lafayette. Nothing like it in the country we're aware of. Uh, I always say what's good for Purdue is good for West Lafayette mm -hmm. and vice versa. And so uh, you, you'll see when you're back in another year, I hope you'll see <laughs> even more new businesses like Saab and Schweitzer Electrical Laboratories, which have come here uh, with big new facilities, Rolls-Royce. I hope you'll see more of those, and you will see new housing, mm -hmm. uh, which we think will be for uh, people who work in those new companies, uh, for faculty and, and uh, maybe alumni who uh, want to live uh, in a vibrant community with everything that a college yeah. uh, university campus has to offer. Another one of those is the uh, engineering and gateway complex. Yeah. Yeah, a huge uh, uh, project, but once again, both our engineering college and our uh, Polytechnic Institute uh, are very fast growing, and um, uh, those students deserve quality places, uh, uh, quality laboratories, and most modern uh, facilities uh, to, to learn in. Speaking of innovation, the uh, robot delivery is something new since we've last yeah. uh, talked. Talk about that exciting uh, new adventure on campus. Yeah, no, they're fun. Uh, for any, any listeners who haven't seen them, it looks like a little white uh, cooler with a <laughs> flag sticking up so people don't run them over. And uh, they, uh, they're computer mapped, or uh, uh, I should say uh, uh, GPS, GPS uh, mapped the campus uh, so they know their way around. 
and you use your phone and order food from any of, I think, seven right now, okay. different establishments, and it'll be there soon, and your, only your phone uh, code can open it. Now they're all over the place, and uh, I, I've been watching to see with the novelty wear off. Hasn't so far. The usage is, is climbing, and uh, uh, what I like best is uh, students stepping aside for them on the, as they move down the sidewalk, petting them like it's a <laughs> you know, family dog. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the thing I think is significant about that is that this is only the one, uh, one of a string of new technologies, new innovations that people have brought to us before uh, going to the rest of, before going to other places or going to scale. Why did they do that? because I think we are seen as a place of innovation and a place that's very excited and friendly about innovation. So Amazon's first bricks and mortar facility was here. Um, the, uh, we've just started something with Cummins. It's, it's in essence Uber-like uh, on-call transportation around campus to see if that works. And by, by being open to things like this, uh, uh, Purdue Global, you know, uh, jumping into the online space trying to help people uh, who uh, adult learners mainly who didn't get a degree the first time around uh, to get there. It, it, as we do these things, I, I think it makes it more likely that the next innovator will call us up and try their idea right. on us, and that's, uh, that's who we want to be. That's awesome. Another topic we uh, talked about last time was uh, Tyler Trent. Mm -hmm. And since we've last talked, uh, the gate dedication has happened, and I think they've now surpassed $2 million raised for research uh, for him talking about, again, that continued impact and being part of the dedication. Well, it's an instant tradition, the new gate, and uh, as we, uh, just as we imagined it might be. And uh, uh, I think that uh, I've said before, uh, his would have been a, an amazing, noteworthy story anywhere it happened. I almost feel it was destined to happen here at Purdue because what he embodied, what he represented, uh, uh, cheerful uh, strength and resilience in the face of, you know, adversity doesn't even capture it, in the face of uh, just uh, uh, terrible um, difficulty. Um, that's, a, that's a trait we pride ourselves on at Purdue. And um, so I think uh, uh, it was it was very appropriate that he was one of ours, mm -hmm. and he'll not be forgotten. Um, that gate, of course, has a, what amounts to an historical marker, because it was very much on my mind that while none of us who were around while this happened will ever forget it, in 15 or 20 years, I want students here to absorb that, people, mm -hmm. people who were um, elsewhere or maybe too young to catch it when it happened. And just so you had a, those younger ones to see the plaque and read about it and ask questions and That's learn, right. learn about it. And then the, the money raised, I mean, mm -hmm. when you hear that money, uh, hear that number, does it yeah. does baffle you? Well, it doesn't surprise okay. me. You know, um, a lot of people have, a, have had a, uh, a, uh, a tragedy of this kind uh, from that particular disease or, or related il uh, illnesses. So the combination of the... Um, desire we all have to see con uh, cancer uh, actually conquered one day, plus the uh, very special circumstances around Tyler. Um, I, uh, I, I'm, not that, I'm not surprised they've had such success. 
Um, just last week, the uh, Board of Trustees made the decision to prohibit sports gambling on campus. Talk about that decision and why it was important to, to go in that direction. Um, we think I mean, that uh, we, we thought that we better act quickly because this thing has sprung up quickly. And I just saw on the day we're taping this that uh, gambling, the volume of gambling in Indiana is the highest in the country on these new platforms. Now, there are a lot of states just now legalizing it, but among those that already have, um, there's a lot of action. And without knowing all the ways in which it could become a problem, mm -hmm. a lot of people here, faculty and others, were very uneasy at the idea that people here might be betting for or could maybe against our own teams or players. And it just didn't uh, seem um, right, and it did seem like it could lead to problems. People talked about athletes feeling very self-conscious and, and, wor and worried. Um, uh, they tell me that when, uh, when something goes wrong, uh, when a team loses, people who lost money on it get all over them on social media and things like this. Uh, so we just thought to, to guard against those kind of problems, to guard against any inference that somebody was um, taking advantage of inside information. I mean, think of this. Pro athletes are pretty, pretty much out of public view. If they're limping around, if they just broke up with their girlfriend, mm -hmm. you know, not that many people know it. Mm -hmm. But on a college campus, it's right in front of everybody, right. teachers, classmates, and so forth. So uh, that, that point's been made um, as another reason to, to uh, be careful here. I think um, underneath it all, it just didn't seem like who we are. Yeah. And um, so we're only a few days past it. Um, I will say that the reaction on the campus, around the campus, alumni and others, and in the outside world, at least from the stories that have been written so far, has been very positive. And uh, I think it comes under the heading of better safe than sorry. Yeah. And speaking of sports, as we kind of wrap up here, you know, we talked a little bit about football. Unfortunately, this year hasn't quite gone the way we've hoped, but I think a lot of that's due, due to injuries to significant players. Um, and then we got basketball season right around the corner. In fact, after I'm done with talking to you, I get to go uh, interview Coach yeah. Painter, um, talk about the excitement for just our sports programs and the continued support. I, I see you at games and yeah. just the continued support for athletics. Our, our um, outlook at Purdue is we, uh, anything we do, we want to be excellent at it. Uh, research, teaching, um, support of uh, startup businesses and entrepreneurism and uh, uh, transferring our technology to the outside world, and that applies to sports too. And uh, so we've had an awful lot of excitement in the last uh, a few years, and um, uh, we, we're looking for more. Last year at this time, um, uh, some of people have forgotten, but our basketball team was being picked in the bottom half mm -hmm. of the Big Ten. Now, I get a lot of these things wrong, mm -hmm. but I said, you know, I just think we're going to be better than that. Well, we were an act of God from going to the <laughs> Final Four. Right, right. And um, I have the same feeling this year. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got a great coach, not only in terms of his basketball acumen, but the kind of person he is, the kind of um, uh, expectations he has, a character he tries to build in young men coming through his program. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, 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 a lot of opposing coaches say it quite openly, Mackey Arena is the toughest place mm -hmm. they go. And uh, so, yeah, we expect to have another 
uh, season of fun. Cool. President Daniels, I appreciate your time. Anything else you want to yeah. add to the program? No, any Well, boil her up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah. A reminder, you can always follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter, at Full Steam Pod. And in addition to listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, I'm excited to announce the Full Steam Ahead podcast is now available on TuneIn and iHeartRadio as well. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. I'm Adam Bartels. Until next time.